0: I would run <laughs> to the Torah. I would crawl, I would scrape, I would tuck, I would duck, I would roll, I would cannonball. <laughs> I would be treading <laughs> in the Torah. I, I'm i glad I'm where I am. I thank merciful Hashem for bringing me to this day. But if I would have been in this sooner,
1: Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me.
0: Hello, children of the Most High, ever-loving, living God. This is Marie, back from Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. And today, I wanted to do a short video and I entitled this video, the reason why I am not Masonic, showing the evidence of why I believe, why I believe, and maybe others might get something out of it, maybe they won't, but take what you need and leave what you don't, and always confirm with the most high ever loving living God because he is a spirit of truth and he will not lie. Now, what is the definition of messianic someone might ask? The biblical definition of messianic, meaning that you believe that at some point in time, there will be a Messiah. You believe that God's word shows that there is going to be a Mashiach, okay? This turned um, the definition, because definitions do change in time depending on the culture, the where the world is at the time. Well, about the 1970s, which we will see, I believe, or 1950s. This new term, Messianic Judaism, came into play for those who believe that Jesus, Father, I'm not mocking, that Jesus is the messiah and they wanted to jew it up um if we look at the history of the name jesus remember i've said this before when we go when we were reading books we need to ask some questions who's the author what is the author's background where was this book published where was this book distributed out of what is the history of the distribution company who paid for this book to be published what is the history of the publishing company who are the board directors and board members on that publishing company who was investing in this publishing company what year was this book published all of this plays into the context that is in that book I don't care what book it is it could be a history book it could be a prayer book it could be math book I think many of us if we take a look back and we investigate those simple I know it's not that simple those simple things we can see that most books or writings are done with a particular agenda in mind right some agendas are godly they're good they want individuals to be educated in knowing the truth and they are presenting their case and their arguments in a diplomatic pure good wholesome manner right and then there are some companies some individuals some authors some writers some editors yeah um who they have bosses behind them or they have corrupt agenda themselves so the product that they produce is going to be something with a demonic evil which we rebuke right evil agenda i'm gonna go through a couple of what my beliefs are and some might understand this, is when you're learning and growing in your relationship with Hashem, I think it's reasonable to guess that we might grow and we will learn. And what we think we know at the beginning, we might not agree with in the middle and towards the end. We are growing individuals in Hashem. and. I am going to make mistakes and I'm going to change my understanding as I learn and progress in Hashem. Can we just be mature adults and agree on this? So in a couple of years, I might be like, oh my goodness, I used to think this one thing, but now I don't think that one thing anymore. So is the case that has been my process in converting to Orthodox Judaism. I read the Torah and I'm like, oh my goodness, God, um, I didn't realize I was so wrong about some things and it has been a welcomely humbling experience. It has been a growth experience. It has been something that has been going on for a couple years now. I admit it, I fought it and fought it and I thought all these, I knew all these things, but once Hashem was like go and read the Old Testament, Marie. And I started reading it and I was like... And then that's when Hashem... I don't know if you all remember when I first got my first Tanakh. (laughs) I'm not gonna Um, cry. And I shared um, with it on the Bible study how I loved it. And and I was like, you know what? I thought I knew that the Bible had been tinkered with and some things were inserted and God's name was taken out and removed and all these things. Um, but reading the Tanakh in the Torah solidified that knowing in my spirit for me. And that was, ooh, that was hard, that was difficult. Because at that point in time, my favorite version of the Bible um, was the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible and the y. Clef 1300, what 1382, I believe, Bible. I still do love those Bibles just for the artistry and the poetic nature of it. But for the record, I have come to the realization that for me, the New Testament, um, I don't believe it's real. I believe it's been altered to a severe degree. I believe any version of the Holy Bible that is Christianized um I believe it's been tampered with that is just me and I've said this from the beginning but now like it is a belief for me I reject every single letter from Paul and why do I reject it well in the old testament or the Torah the Tanakh Um, the word from our father who is in heaven is the word has to be established by two or more witnesses. And if we make an accusation against someone, the person who we are making an accusation against must be present. And we have to hear their side of it, of the story to be, to, in order to, um, make an effective judgment call, right? Making an effective judgment call is in a way of making a contract in both individuals. We don't necessarily have to agree on the judgment call because everyone's at different levels of wisdom, but for not hearing someone else's point of view and allowing them to state their case, it's considered slander, it's considered gossip, it's considered lashon hurrah, and we're not supposed to be in that, right? We're not supposed to be bearing false witness. We're not supposed to be doing any of that. In my opinion, this is what Paul's doing, because we I'm interested in the other side of the argument. I'm interested to hear who are these other Christians who are following you around saying that you are incorrect, for Mr. Paul. You are incorrect no. for telling others to take off their tefillin, to stop repenting, to stop doing the temple sacrifices, to stop keeping the biblical feast. I want to know where you are coming from. And if you are so proud to be a Roman citizen, I think that plays into some of what your outlook is on the judeo-christian or christian jews or jews christians jews who have accepted uh the first century yeshua as their mashiach i want to know if that played into it and i can't know i can't do my own personal investigating without the other per- people's or witnesses testimonies to the fact where are their letters do you see what i'm saying therefore the word of god God is. If we can't hear the other person's side, the case is thrown out. It is null. It is voided until we can hear the other person's case. So being off the word of God, which everything has to go back to the word of God, right? If it can't be corroborated by the word of God, it is a lie. What I researched and found, and no, I'm not the greatest investigator, but I can read, right? And if I find something's corrupt, I share it. We did a whole series of classes on God's covenant with the United States of America and um, why I believed the 1560 edition Geneva Bible was, I believe that that Bible was anointed by God for a specific purpose and that was To build the nation of the United States for America in a godly manner which it was supposed to be with Jews and Christians working together for the good of God's society. But not in the perverted way that Christianity turned into around the area of 1611, right? When the King James Version Bible came out which is greatly altered from the Geneva Bible and from the Widecliff Bible, which was the late 1300s, I believe. So this is what I believe. And from my research, that's what it has shown. And we went over in that class how the King James Bible was known as the first political Bible because it was dictated by King James. And if you do your research on King James, he wasn't the most godly individual, right? Moving forward, Another reason why I am not Messianic is Messianic Judaism is basically rebranded baptism, Baptist Christianity. For the record, I do not mean the individuals like the congregation of Christians. I know very good and well 95% of the Christians out there are straight up ignorant and they don't do their research. And I say that in a loving velvet dagger slide way. Because they could be educated. They could do their research. They could read the Bible on their old time. They could go read the Old Testament and see what the contradictions are in the New Testament and why they should reject it themselves. They could do this. 90% of the Christians out there that I know, they can quote certain scriptures and most of them are the same scriptures but it's always something that someone on stage or someone in a platform or someone from some other non-canical book that they read from but they only like to read canonical kind of books even though they have they hold a bible bible study or study bible with all their little commentaries Which commentaries are not canonical um so, I don't believe that the majority of Christians are very knowledgeable on what they claim that they believe and if they would just do the research, they would see these and they would be set free, the scales and veils would be removed from their eyes and they could just get out of the pagan and idolatry that they have unfortunately been misled into. into right i am not one of those individuals who hate someone based off of their level of ignorance i am not someone who will hate someone because they are less intelligent on a matter than i am or less well-spoken or well-versed whatever that is the case is because i know I am not the Shiznies. I know I am not the end all be all for anything super knowledgeable and everything. We all have our race and we run in our lane and this is my lane. Amen. All right. So that being said, I have compassion, deep compassion for others who are being misled. You can't Help what you don't know. But in my opinion, you can help how long you don't know something. What do you mean by that, Marie? I mean I'll put myself <laughs> I'll put myself up on that altar. If I would have been more dedicated and diligent and intentional in my own relationship with the great I am years ago. I know for a fact, for a fact, I would be further along than I am. Those years that I was mis- misled and in paganism and in idolatry of Christianity, uh, they could have been shortened. A lot of things would have never happened and not existed if I would have simply sat down and read instead of buying into everyone else's opinions if i wouldn't have let others talk me out of not going to bible study if i would have let others not talk me out of reading my bible at work if i would have let others not talk me out of searching for god you know and making fun of me and putting me down and trying to be you know part of the crowd and and fit in if i would have just rejected all that i know good and well I would have been further along and yes that's one of the things I have repented for other individuals when they read the old testament you know they cry they weep with Hashem they don't find anything boring about the old testament they don't find it dry as toast if I have said others heard others say so no I don't believe those who really love Hashem can find anything boring about the Torah. The ones who love Hashem, in my opinion and in my experience and what I have seen, read the Torah, read the Tanakh, read the Old Testament, and they are mesmerized. They want more, they need more, they crave more, which is another reason I'm not messianic. So let's go review some of the history of what it means to be messianic, to show others why I believe they shouldn't be messianic no. either. For the record, I do believe it can be a stepping stone. I'm gonna share resources later that I've used uh, that led me closer to closer to researching the Torah and the Tanakh and obviously converting to orthodox judaism but i don't believe it's a place that someone should stay nor do i believe if it's someone who is in judaism orthodox judaism any kind of judaism liberal judaism judaism if you is a jew stay a jew this is what i believe i believe a jew going to christianity or messianic christianity is paganism and its idolatry. And I don't encourage anyone who is a Jew to go that route. I do believe if you are of that 90% of Christians who are just straight up ignorant, it could be a stepping stone and a ladder for you. Amen? Amen. Let's take a look. We are on my Minds.com social media page. I love this PlatformMinds.com. This is where I share most of our updates here in Facebook. So if you like to be on Facebook where we have more subscribers, you're more than welcome to put it on there. But by the way, I'm going to be uploading uh, the video link to this blog too, but I said it is a blog specifically so I could use it for this video. All right, so this is a comparison video that I got offline and all the links are down below in this blog for all the resources that i have for this video and in this blog that compare judaism christianity and messianic judaism now there is messianic christianity as well um but we're gonna go over a new uh, article that i found regarding that next so in judaism We do not believe in the Trinity and I back this up with God's Word. So here is my Tanakh and um, the book of Genesis, right? In the beginning of God creating, He created the heaven and the earth. And when the earth was astonishingly empty and darkness was upon the surface of the deep, the Divine Presence hovered upon the surface of the waters. Other versions of the Bible. Here is the Life Application Study Bible. The account of creation. Now, this is the Life Application Study Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now I want to pause right there. God is the great almighty spirit. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the great I am and always will be. He is the name that is above all names. No one is above our God. Can we agree? We just read it from the Tanakh, the Jewish Bible and a Christian Bible. If God's Spirit is hovering above the waters in both of these books, can we agree that God's Spirit is holy? Can we agree that God's Spirit is not corrupt, Lord? I'm just providing examples. Can we agree that there is no darkness in Hashem, that He is righteous and just, He is love, He is an all-consuming fire? Can we agree? So, the blasphemy that comes out in Acts chapter 2 that the Christians try to say that the Spirit the Holy Spirit did not exist into them is utterly ridiculous. It is disgustingly ridiculous. And also in the book of Matthew. When they talk about how, you know, that their Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan and then the Spirit of God shined down on him and said, this is my beloved son of whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Can we agree that that spirit that shined down from heaven and shined down on the Christian Jesus, right, and the actual one who existed, the Yeshua ben Joseph, the Yeshua ben David, the one that actually existed. Um, the spirit that shined down on him was God's Holy Spirit, okay? In Christianity, they have made the created into gods, which we are called not to do, right? In the book of Deuteronomy, it clearly states that you will serve no other god but me. I am the Lord your God. And the book of exodus and then carrying on into leviticus where it goes over all the laws which we did numerous classes on it repeatedly states that there is no god above the lord our god the great i am he has shown us his wonders and his glory so that he and he alone could be our god and we are to have no others before him it is in the commandment now if christians truly believed that their jesus christ From Nazareth is the Messiah, is the son of the only living God, is their Savior. Would it make sense that the Savior, the Christian Savior, would go against God and put himself up to be a God? It doesn't make sense. In fact, someone else tried to do that and his name was Lucifer and it didn't end up too well for him. Correct? His angels that were following him, the fallen angels, Um, they tried to be on Lucifer's side and they were kicked out of heaven as well. They fell from their first habitation, right? And they corrupted themselves and they went into daughters of men and made giants in the land. This is in both of our Bibles, in the Tanakh and a Christian Bible. So for Christians to say that there is a trinity is blasphemy. It's idolatry. It's paganism. So no, I do not believe that there is a trinity. I believe there is God and he is the only God. He has been, he will be, and he is here and still to come. He has never forsaken us and he will never forsake us. Amen and amen.
1: Now the divinity
0: of jesus so, so what you see on the screen before you is a secular version of the definition of divinity so christians believe in the divinity of their jesus in the bible it is a state or quality of being divine a godhead god You Swift divinity such as God or Goddess, but it is the deifying of something that is divine. Now all of us being children of the Most High ever loving living God have a divine purpose, but we are not to make an individual into a deity which is into a God or a Godhead because there is only one God. Unfortunately, this is something Christians do. When individuals make something that is supposed to be just divine into a deity, um, it leads into divination. So let me read from this Bible, uh, dictionary. Divination, the practice of foreseeing or foretelling future events and discovering hidden knowledge. Forbidden by Jews. Various means were used for reading omens, dreams, and use of the lots. Astrology, which is... We you know what astrology is. like. Um, What's your sign? And you think your sign rules your destiny. And, and me and that sign, we would... No, no, no. Not make the best match. No, no, no. Don't do that. That is divination. Necromancy. Talking to the dead. Which we went over in the last video. Which... Catholics do, and we're going to go into that again, nothing unclean, nothing perverse would create something that is clean, pure, and good, and of God. It does not work that way. If it did work something that way, it would have to be completely reborn, which it would be a new creation, and all of those perversities would have to no longer be existent in the vessel that has been reborn and made anew. One cannot simply say, I'm reborn and made anew, and be just as perverse as it was the day before. That does not work. That is divination. That is lying. That is deception. That is cunning. That is the serpent. Divination, And art. there are many ways that those who practice divination use divination in their art and their worship of divination. Satan, cursed be he, Lucifer, cursed be he, some people worship the fallen angels, cursed be them. Some people worship plants and trees. You know, in Egypt they worshiped animals, crocodiles, alligators, insects even, right? They had whole temples made for them. Some people worship their pets and have them stuffed and put up in their house after they have passed away. We're not supposed to do those things but that is the case of making something that was created and it has a divine purpose everything that the great i am has created has a divine purpose because it acts out the will of the father who is in heaven but we are not to make those things into a deity because that is divination oh right. hydromancy Hydromancy is like the water gazing, like what Nortradamus used to do. Or um, Sarah Young, she has that in her little mirror gazing in her prayer book, which don't do that either. Terrafin is associated with the divination of images of the dead or your ancestors. That's why you're not supposed to talk to the dead. You know, um, in the Hispanic culture, we have the Day of the Dead, which I rebuke um you're not supposed to do that and that's terrifying you're not supposed to talk to anything that is dead or look at your dead ancestors photos and worship them and make them into a deity uh rahab domancy r h a b d o m mancy It is an art of sticks and arrows being thrown in the air and where they land. It's supposed to have an omen, kind of like eggshell reading or tea leaf reading, stuff like that. Um, Heposcopy, H-E-P-A-T-O-S-C-O-P-Y, an examination of liver or entrails. It's witchcraft and sorcery. I think I've
1: made my point.
0: Accept the town moon as authoritative. Now authoritative and divine are two different definitions. Can't we be mature enough to agree? All right, so authoritative. If you belong to a certain community and that is where your court systems go through that is where your law enforcement is through that is where your medical services are through that is where your counseling is through everything your little city and little town would we agree that there is going to be some form of a legal or judicial or executive system there we can agree okay the town mood is basically the same thing. It is authoritative. It is not dictator-ish or dictatorism. You know what I mean? You're not gonna get shot by lightning, God forbid, if you accidentally do something you didn't know you weren't supposed to do. They'll tell you. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Plain and simple. Now, that being said, like we went over in um, the Torah and Tanakh studies, it is a privilege to exist in a community, in a society. And if you go against the judicial um, system of a society and you are just a lawless individual and you are committing um, evil crimes and you are putting other citizens' lives in danger, you are removed from that society and that part of the civilization, aka jail or prison. But it's basically, we do this because we read the Torah and we live in this area and we can apply the law to our life in this way. That's basically it. There are not individuals that I have seen um, that are walking around with a whip and a stone ready to... Um, harm someone or just looking to correct someone. Now, granted, you have crazies in every community. (laughs) Let's be honest. It doesn't matter what community it is. That's totally different than someone coming in with a whip and stones and saying, you will do it. That is the Talmud. It is a suggestion based off experiences from individuals who are very wisdom filled on the Torah and in Judaism. Period. End point. Let's move along. Accept the New Testament as part of canon. No, you know who. Decided? Accepting the New Testament is part of canon. I don't accept the New Testament as part of canon because I don't agree with those who decided what canonical is. I read whatever I want to read, and if someone tells me not to read it, guess what. I'm reading it. (laughs) That is just me. I love books and I'm going to keep reading books. It doesn't matter whose book it is. If the great I am leads me to read a book, we're reading it. And that's just that. Now, some people may not agree with it, but guess what? It's my free will and it's my choice. And they might or might not agree with it for them, but we all have different appointments and what is not okay for someone else to read might be okay for me to read because it's going to lead to a bible study later but in regards to those who decided to kind of we're going to go over article they were straight putting people to death (laughs) for reading certain books burning people at the stake all right now in messianic judaism messianic christianity and christianity they accept jesus as the messiah father i am not i am not mocking I do not believe that the Jesus of Christianity even existed. And if he did not exist, which I believe he didn't, everything on there that says Jesus was this, Jesus was that, Jesus was that, is a big no for me. Text. In fact, the Septuagint that we have now isn't the original one that that it's translated from. The New Testament is translated um, into. It's not. Um that the original was burnt down with the library of Alexandra to my understanding. So the subtuagent that the Christians have now for their New Testament is literally made up. It it <laughs> I, please do your research on this. I know it's going to piss some people off, but it is literally made up from a group of perverse men with a demonic agenda at hand okay i believe christianity was created to keep god's people away from him so all of these other ones that say jesus this and jesus that are already a no for me so we can already skip over that Yes, I believe we should be reading and learning from our past rabbis because that's where our wisdom was and is and it's something that we can still gain from on top and on top of on top of today. Now, um, something I will say from this now, Daniel, the prophet, Daniel being a prophet, Enoch being a prophet, Sarah being a prophetess. Yes. I believe that I believe there are are many prophets worldwide all of them talk about staying right with God and being right with God and loving God now Daniel in particular the one you know who was thrown into the lion's den I believe that's the one they're talking about do I believe he himself was a prophet the king relied on him to prophesy the king relied on him for interpretation of dreams. The king relied on him for visions. He helped save um, members of the nation of Israel from death and destruction. So do I believe it's possible that he is a prophet? Sure, why not? Um, Do I believe he isn't one? I don't know, I'm not decided on that one. But I do believe Enoch. Is a prophet and I do believe Sarah was so we can agree to disagree on those Um, the Messiah has came I do believe for you right now where I'm at in my teaching that Yeshua is the Mashiach I do believe that now as far as him being a God I don't believe that I believe he is sitting at the right hand of our Father who is in heaven Um, I haven't found anything to say that he isn't. I have read testimonies from scholars and both secular and Jewish and Jewish and Christian sources, Jewish who are not messianic by the way, who attest to witness statements um, that he was witnessed appearing after his death and resurrection. So that's why I believe that. But I don't believe we are supposed to pray in his name. I don't believe he is God in the flesh. I don't believe where I fall in on this is one. Abraham never followed through with the sacrifice of Isaac. In fact, the angel of the Lord said, do not touch the lad. Abraham said God himself will provide a lamb, but a ram was caught in the thicket. Enoch was lifted up into heaven. Elijah was lifted up into heaven. They never tasted death. In fact, they are said that they will be the two witnesses. Some say Moses will be one of the witnesses. Some say Abraham. We all have different opinions. We'll see what really happens, right? Jesus isn't God neither is elijah neither is enoch neither is abraham neither is moses but they are all sons of god and they were all here for a divine purpose do you see where i'm going with that that is just my understanding i know some may not see it that way but everyone we read about in the tanakh in the torah and in the bible um they did great and mighty things They were all had God's divine spirit upon them to do a divine purpose. And in the Torah and in the Tanakh, Hashem repeatedly says, My spirit will be upon him. My spirit will be upon him. In fact, he said that with um, right after Moshi, right? With Joshua. He has my spirit. Do you see what I mean? So, I don't believe the way the Christians do. Um, I have read the writings of many of the historians who testify that Yeshua, the real one, the first century one, was born a Jew, he died a Jew, and was resurrected as a Jew. If you look at the Christian version of Jesus, so if we were looking at a first century Jew, and I'm just pulling this up on a search engine, I use Brave and DuckDuckGo. This is what you'll see. This is a first century Jew, and I'm just scrolling. I have no idea of knowing what is in here, you know? This is something of what you'll see, particularly something like this right here. All right, so we'll look right here. So this is something of what the first century priests of the tabernacle would have looked like. So, the Jesus Christ of Christianity looks nothing like this. In fact, if it looks anything like this, they reject it. They hate it. They're saying, oh, that's too Jewish. Even the messianics. Don't let the green grass fool you. When things get too Jewish, they... Reject it, quick, fast, and a hurry, both the Jewish Christianities and the Messianic Jews. Now, I remember I did a Bible study a while ago, maybe a couple of years ago now, and I was like, oh, Constantine, so awesome. He brought Christianity to Rome and he made Christianity the formal religion of the state and oh yes thank you god for him yes i had to repent for that too (laughs) but constantine was the first christian emperor okay he was a roman emperor the pagan festivals and pagan holidays and put um a christianized stamp over it now if it is not rooted Hear me, children of God. If it is not rooted in the Torah, in the law of Hashem, it is a lie. It is fake, phony, and false. It is idolatry and paganism. And this is something that those who serve the great I am are not supposed to be into. But unfortunately, from the beginning, at 325 A.D., that is exactly what happened in this letter he mentions and refers to jews and uses language such as blood stained men mentally blind detestable mob thoroughly evil persons lord killers murderers of the lord he also accuses the jewish nation of perjuring themselves and alluding to the part of the death of Jesus as well as attacking them on what they reckoned the amount of the perricide in the i.e the killing of their parent meaning Jesus or God. This is where the hatred or the anti-semitism from the Christian side really dug its roots and so I say the same thing to everyone. If you think If anyway, in your ancestral bloodline and bloodline curses and soul knitting and all that, if you think there's a possibility that anyone in your family bloodline may have been a racist, may have been an anti-Semitic, may have been um, anyone who hated any of God's people, we'll just say it that way. If you think you ever had any evil people, murderers in your bloodline, Now's the time to make repentance for it, Marie. But I don't know. Just do it just in case. Listen to me. Say, Father, I repent on behalf of any of my ancestors that willfully, intentionally or unintentionally harmed, hurt, damaged, lied, schemed, um, sought to harm, slandered, provoked, aimed or killed, murdered, lied in wait by any evil schemes or falls over or did not speak against or did not stand up for anyone who is of you. Hashem, Lord our God, forgive me. Amen. And you have to walk out, however the wording for your prayer is, walk out in faith that God has received your prayers, hallelujah, and has accepted your repentance. Say whatever Hashem brings to your mind, repent for it, especially on that case, because there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of individuals are being, better word, right? Are being cursed for the sins of their father. Now the sins of your father, great, 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 whatever, grandfather, down to the third and fourth generation, the 10th generation that does not repent, falls on those who repeat the same sin. So if you yourself, maybe harbor, some racism, some anti semitism If you hate good people because they're too nice, or too happy, you think everyone who is kind is fake, you might be in this category. You need to repent too, just repent. If you have ever been hurtful to someone who was nothing but nice to you, repent, because you might have this, yes, repent. You might have this in your bloodline because this is the time of Teshuvah, all right? Looped up in the itis, of their DNA will act and willfully try to hurt someone. If you don't know why you fly off the handle or why someone kind just irritates you, this is a part of your DNA and you need to get it out. Maria, I don't believe, okay, don't believe. Don't believe if it's too supernatural spirituality for you. This is for believers. This is for those who want to be clean and get rid of those, okay? Which is another reason why I'm not messianic. <laughs> they don't believe in removing this stuff from them. They think just because they washed in something or dib-dabby-dabbed in whatever, sprinkled, sprackled, that they don't have anything they need to repent for. That they don't have anything they need to get right for. That they haven't made any sins for. That they need Because it. it's all been paid for. <laughs> Got me on that. No, 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 no. Each and every individual will stand before the throne of God and make an accounting for what their words, their deeds, their thoughts, their actions, the desires of their heart. Oh yes, oh yes. Every single one. That's in the Torah. That's in the Tanakh. That's in the They started attacking individuals and attacking Jews on the Passover to try and kill them and murder them. And when I say Jews at this time, it was all Jews. It was all Jews. Jews who had accepted Yeshua as their Mashiach and you know, all the other, <laughs> there were a couple of other who were claiming to be the Mashiach. Um, they were throwing them into the lion's den. That was happening to all of them. So Constantine used all this savage attack on the Jews to launch the anniversary of Easter. So Constantine would use this issue to launch the pretty savage attack on the Jews and use the working out as an anniversary for Easter as an exercise to separate Christianity entirely from the dependence on Jewish Passover and the calendar. So the only way Constantine would have had to try to separate Christianity from Judaism as if at some point up until 325, in a couple of days, a couple of months, they had been almost as one. Now, were they kissing cousins? Were they not getting along? Yes, they were still doing Jewish, living. The only difference is they had accepted the Yeshua as uh, their Messiah. But once Constantine and his minions came in, they did away with all the Jewish biblical feasts of the Bible, right? The biblical feasts of the Bible. That is what happened. And that is what Christianity is. It is something completely man-made from the time of Constantine. And that is why I am not messianic, amen. So this leads into Augustus and the churches and all that, but you can read the article here. It is for everyone and that's why the biblical feast got replaced with all these paganism. Oh, it's just so sad. Let me change this. So in the first video that I did when I said I was converting to Orthodox Judaism and that I was an Orthodox Jew Who has accepted Yeshua, the first century Yeshua, as the Mashiach? Because I haven't. In fact, I had looked at both sources for and against, and I'm still leaning on the fact that I believe Yeshua is the Mashiach. We can agree to disagree, but one thing I absolutely reject is Christianity. I believe Christianity is pagan, I believe it is idolatry, and I believe in this video I have shown that it is man-made specifically from the time of Constantine as we last went over in the blog um,
1: for this video.
0: So here we go what you see on the screen before you is a weekly wikipedia page and i know they're not the most credible of sources but what they're saying in this case is true all right um it is a modernist and it is a movement from the protestant christianity it is also evangelicalism and it is also from um the baptist set Among other evangelical groups, Messianic Judaism is accepted as a form of Christianity. And that's what it is. So if you go and you read Messianic texts, which I have a mess. I do my research, y'all. You cannot say (laughs) Miss Marie does not do her research. When I was looking into converting into Judaism, I took, I've explained this before, I took a couple of years to do my research because I wanted to know, I'm only doing this once. This is a one and done deal. When I convert to Judaism, I am done. I have never um, tried to be a member of a church. I have never felt comfortable staying in one church. I've always bounced around to different churches. I never really felt really welcomed in one. I'm just putting it out there. Um, So when I felt home in Judaism, I wanted to make sure that I was doing this move to be my final move and I am done. So I did my research. One of the things I looked into was Messianic Judaism and messianic christianity and they're both the same thing all right so what you see is a magazine that yes i ordered it um this one is from the fruits of zion outreach now you can look them up online they are they'll say things and everything has the underlining of Christianity. They have their own kind of Bible. They have their own kind of Siddhar. They have their own Amidah. They have their have their own version of the Biblical Feast where they add and jump into the text. And we already went over. I have heard from their own videos with their own supposed rabbis how they believe that their Jesus, and they'll call him Yeshua, how they believe that a lot of the things that he taught on the mound was new commandments. Specifically, the video that I was there the last time I went to visit and hear the videos, they said that their video in um, regarding turning the other cheek love your neighbors. you love yourself, was a new commandment. And so I asked in front of the whole group, I go, did he really just say that's a new commandment? I know it's not a new commandment. Those who have read the Torah and the Tanakh know it's not a new commandment. But apparently, according to this rabbi, who was on the screen saying this, apparently thought so. So when you read their texts, they talk about constantly that they are Gentiles. Gentile means you are not in the covenant, that you are not an observer of the Torah, that you reject the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God presented you the Torah and you said, no, thank you, not for me. That's what a Gentile is and was um it means you are living in a life that god condemns in a life full of curses you welcome this this is what it means to be a gentile but they are constantly calling each other a gentile in fact i've been to a couple of the meetings at different groups and the first meetings i always go to and they always ask are you a Jew or a Gentile? And I was like, I'm a Jew. What are you talking about? I'm very proud of my heritage. And so the moment I mentioned I was a Jew and that I was converting to Orthodox Judaism and um, how I didn't believe in the letters of Paul and you know, I start stating my points of view that are stated in this video. All of a sudden, attitudes towards me started changing, 100%. And it wasn't anything that I hadn't seen in a Christian church, 100%. It was too Jewish for them. Do you see what I mean? But yet they'll claim to be Jew and Gentile in one, loving their Messiah. So I wanna show you this text of the Messianic Amida. Now, I've gone over the Amidah. It's one of my favorite prayers. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It is known as the standing prayer, right? And, um, they completely changed the words around, which you're not supposed to do. I'm telling you right now, if you believe that Jesus of Nazareth or you're going to call him Yeshua, but you're going to treat him like Jesus of Nazareth, um, he wasn't praying to himself. He was always leading others to God, which is what anyone who truly loves Hashem is supposed to do. But in the messianic movement, they lead everyone away from God. I'm not kidding. Let me show you the Amidah. So this is the messianiclight.com website and their daily prayers for followers of Yeshua. Do you see what I mean? When we read and study the Torah, Hashem Himself says, I am the Lord your God, besides me there is no other, you will have no other gods before me. We are not supposed to follow anyone else besides God and His Torah, amen? Even all the prophets in the Tanakh and the Torah, they never said, copy what I'm doing and ignore the Torah. No, 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 no. They always led everyone to the Torah. They said, focus on the Torah because the Torah is life. If you forsake the word of Hashem, then you are turning away from the Torah and these curses were before you. Deuteronomy, correct? All right. But you can see right here, and by the way, different Masonic groups have different amidas. That should be your first clue that something ain't right there, all right? They all have different prayer books and different siddars and different Masonic Bibles and different Masonic calendars that they go by their different Masonic Biblical feasts. It is ridiculous. Daily prayers of followers of Yeshua. So we're supposed to be followers of God and His Torah for the first part, all right? So I'm not gonna even read it, but you can see on here, blessings of our Messiah. So this is not in the original Amidah. There is no blessings of the Messiah. That is something they added. Um, Yeshua's mod uh, modeled prayer. This is something else they added, also that is not in the original Amidah. Only Christians and Messianics refer to Hashem as Yah. Jews call Hashem um, Hashem, <laughs> God, you know, Father, forgive me, but Adonai, for Lord, okay? We don't walk around saying Yah. That is something that Christians and messianics say. Now, um, why is that? Because God's name, Lord, I'm just providing examples, Yohei Vavhei, is sacred. It's sacred. You're not even supposed to say it with a loud tone. Remember, we talked about the name of God. And if you say the infallible, which nobody really knows the infallible name of God, but it's come to be accepted as Yahweh. Lord, I'm just providing examples. If you say that around someone who is a wicked, low-down sinner and their cup is overflowing with sin, they could be struck down right there at that time. Do you see what I mean? So, but it's something you will see with the Hebrew Roots movement because they feel that they, they're very, not all of them, I'm just going to say the ones that I have witnessed. They're very... We have the right to say this thing because we are the original Hebrews and all of yous are converts and you aren't true Hebrew Israelites and you don't belong in the tribe. And they forget to realize that every Jew um, is a convert. Every Hebrew is a convert unless they are directly from Noah, you see what I mean? And if they are directly from Noah and his descendants, where's the proof? Now we can guess, Hashem can reveal it to us in a dream, but just the color of your skin, which is what they go by, the darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juicy, right? Um. The darker the skin, they believe you are an original Hebrew. That's it. Um, That is the qualifying factor. And that's just me. That isn't like anyone else. I'm just going by my personal experience. But this is something that the Hebrew Roots Movement goes with. And the ones that I have seen online and have experienced in person, most of them are like really, really racist. I'm just gonna put it out there. And anything that is racist goes against God because God created all of us and man is made in God's image. So if you hate someone based on the outside of their skin color, which is, their outside is reflecting a part of the image of God. So if you hate someone based on their outside covering, which God himself chose for them, you really, saying god didn't know what he was doing god got something wrong and you hate a part of god that created them that's what's actually happened there don't be a
1: racist repent
0: another thing that they do is they just add yeshua anywhere they can um I don't know how else to say this, but most of what they put in here is not in a Tanakh. It's not in a Siddhar. It's not in anything that is authentically Jewish and approved by the Jewish consuls that I've seen. You know what I mean? Right here on the left, you'll see Messianic devotions, which is Christianized. You'll see the Messianic Sidorum, which is a prayer book which is christianized and you'll see their messianic bibles and just because it says Jewish Bible doesn't mean it's a Jewish Bible. There's no <laughs> I know I say Jewish Bible but I don't know how else to explain it but the Jewish Bible is the Tanakh. There's the Tanakh and there's the Torah. I don't know how else to say it. There's the Siddar, the Siddarim and that's the Jewish prayer book. Do you see what I mean? But you'll pick it up and it's, we're not praying to anyone else but God. We're not uh, deifying Abraham. We're not deifying anyone else. It is the one true and only living God. But Masonics do this. Masonic Christians and Masonic Jews, they do that. So I have right here, I want to show everyone this. Another uh, printout that I got, and this one is from a place in Texas? Dallas, Texas, all right. So this is one of their little newsletters, and yes, I do my investigations. So I'm looking through it and I'm reading, and I'm like, oh, what is all this stuff? You know, I find something else and I read it. And they'll make it sound very, Jewish dies. They'll say, oh, we're Hebrew roots, your Hebrew heritage. Oh, yes. Um, Yeshua is Jesus. They are not the same person. I don't know how else to stress that. Um, and I'm telling you right now, the messianics lean on the letters of Paul, just like the Christians do, more than they do on the actual Torah. The benefits of Paul emphasizes is holiness. To discover the promises Paul mentions, again, Paul, well, I thought you said you were were following the Yeshua, the Yeshua Jesus Christ, which which one is it? Do you see what I mean? Most of their references, the predominant uh, cases of their references, it's gonna be referencing New Testament sources. New Testament sources and then when you go back to try to find it in the torah you can see how it has been grossly perverted and misinterpreted and that's just two that's just two i have other ones i didn't want to overload and i didn't want the video to be this long but this is another reason why i'm not messianic because i do not believe as they do in fact um It's an insult. (laughs) It's probably terrible to say, but for me, I feel it's an insult to be called messianic because I don't believe as they do. I certainly don't pray as they do. I don't worship anyone else or pray to anyone else or rely on anyone else besides the Great I Am. And that's what we are called to do. There is one God. That is it. And if you're calling yourself a Gentile, you're not in the covenant. You're not anywhere near the covenant. You don't even know what the covenant is. No, it doesn't work that way. God has perfect timing, right? So there you go with that. All right, so I am going to end this video. I pray this video has helped others in some small way. If it hasn't, I apologize. Just take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) All right, but if it has, Great, wonderful, find go. your local your local synagogue and find out how you can convert to Judaism. And if you are already in the Judaism, stay there, stay there, love it, hold on to it, don't let it go, amen, don't go the messianic route. So I'm gonna get going, I pray others got something out of this video. I encourage others, if you are already in Judaism, maybe you're a moderate or liberal and you wanna grow in Judaism, go and find your local, I don't know, Orthodox or ultra Orthodox synagogue and go talk to a rabbi there and see what you can do to try to convert or deepen your relationship with Hashem. If you are into Judaism, please, don't get out of it. Stay in it. Love it. Learn more about it. Deepen your relationship with it. Join groups. Join, become a member of a synagogue. Become the best observant Jew that you could possibly be. And I say that lovingly because we're all at different levels. Just deepen your relationship with Hashem. If you are messianic for whatever reason, um, don't stop there. Grow from there don't let anyone put this gentile curse on you no you were meant to be in the covenant of hashem and the only way you're gonna get there is diving deep into his torah and converting to judaism oh marie jews don't try to get others to convert to judaism i do i do because the torah says you bring someone to him you receive the goodness you are known great in heaven i'm gonna try to convert as many as i can to Judaism, to the truth, to the Torah. Am I going to be forceful with it? No. Am I going to ride a bicycle, go and bang on your front door? No. Am I going to say evil and hateful things? No. That isn't me. No. No. But if you ask me a question of why, and you really wanna know, I'm going to share my love with you, just like I always have. And my love is for Hashem and His Torah. That is it. Now, if you are into Christianity, do I think you should get out of it? Yes. And I've been saying this from season one when we first learned about the biblical fees. You're not supposed to be following idolatry. Get it out, throw it out, crash, smash, and dash it. Yes, I got rid of all those prayer books, three boxes full of prayers, because we're not supposed to pray in anyone else's name besides Hashem. It is His name that is above all names, and only He can swear to His, His name alone, for He is the only one who is holy. Amen. So yes, I got rid of them. They are gone. And if I find something else, perhaps maybe I miss something else that is a prayer book that prays to someone else's name and it's not for research and to show others the idolatry of Christianity, then that has to go too. Amen? But if you are in Christianity, stop celebrating these pagan idolatry feasts, especially this demonic one that's coming up. Go and read the Torah, learn of the biblical feast, and follow and love Hashem, the Lord our God, the great I am and always will be, the way He says to. So till next time, children of the Most High, ever-loving, living God, may God bless you, may God keep you, may we all be forever written in the book of life. Amen.
1: Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me.